hand together and sing page 440. Follow on, page 440. Just the first and last verse. Smile and show your teeth now on the first. Down in the valley with my Savior I would go, where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow. Everywhere he leads me I would follow, follow on, walking in his footsteps till the crown be won. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. Everywhere he leads me, I would follow on. Now, some of y'all might not have known that on the first verse, but by now you're catching on. So, if you will, just join in with the rest of us on the last verse. Sing that last verse now. Down in the valley or up on the mountain steep, close beside my Savior would my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path that he has trod Up to where they gather on the hills of God Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus Everywhere he leads me, I would follow Amen. It's good to see everyone. Take a few moments and get out of your seats and shake hands and fellowship for just a little while. Let's sing that chorus one more time now. Follow. 
Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I would follow on. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I would follow Amen. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We want to remember all the things that are going on here, the Iwana across the way there, and, of course, the teenagers in the back, the junior high and senior high. I want to pray for them. And then, of course, remember uh, Sister Sherry's family and, and all of them. All the family has been called in, Brother Ken and, and Sherry, and the fa- all the family went home uh, I guess it was Monday, maybe Tuesday, I believe it was, they went up there. And, and uh, so let's pray for uh, Sherry's mom. She is, she is still hanging on, but hospice was there all night last night, and, and they are starting to increase her medication, morphine, just to try to make her to be comfortable. And uh, so they, they feel like it's really just going to be a matter of time, maybe hours or just a couple of days at the most. So, But all the family is in, and we are thankful for that. And, but let's pray for them, pray for that family, and as well as everything that's going on here, Let's just ask the Lord to just give us a good night. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do thank you for the day. Thank you for all of your blessings. Thank you for this place that we can come and worship. And Lord, we want to remember all the things that are going on here. We pray for the Iwana ministry and pray for each leader and each teacher. I pray you'll just bless them and each child that is over there as they study the Word of God and they memorize the Word of God. We lift up to you each child that is there. And for our teenagers in the back and junior high, We just lift up to you these services and this service as well. We just pray that you would be honored and glorified by everything that goes on here this evening. And Lord, we want to remember especially the family of uh, Miss Trivet, of Miss Sherry. Lord, we pray that you would just be with them and her mom during this time. And I pray that your grace would be abundant to them. And I pray that even today, even right this moment, that they would just sense and feel and, and know your presence and know that you're right there by their side. And we do thank you that you do tell us you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so do be with them tonight. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Remain standing. We'll continue to sing. Page 403, near the cross. Brother Brian, thank you. Forgot you. 403, near the cross. Everybody sing out now. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious Shed 
spreads its beams around me. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. seated and we're going to ask the ushers to come at this time we'll take up our regular Wednesday evening offering as you know the everything taken up on Wednesday night we use to to help pay for our uh, Bible conference in the fall and so you be faithful in your giving and while they're getting in their place I want to just say to the Sunday school teachers tonight uh, due to brother Ken being away we will not have the teachers training course tonight so after the service you're you're free so but we'll pick back up next week and I'm just guessing there probably will be another week added on to the end I'm not sure unless he tries to double up but at least for tonight, no, no teacher's training, so you remember these things. Brother Bobby Lawler, if you don't mind, lead us in prayer for the offering. Yes. 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 Amen.
Okay, I'm going to ask Sister Knight to come up here and help me sing one. <clears throat> I get her to help me every now and then. I'm getting old, feeble. Can't do it by myself now. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, I didn't know when I married her I was going to get a singer too, but, I, you know, God just always gives you more than... Oh, <laughs> now you tell me. And, uh, uh, we're going to sing a song that's a good old song. It, it just talks about how it is in the Christian life, Jesus and me. I traveled alone upon this lonesome way. My burdens were heavy and dark was my day. I looked for a friend, not knowing that he Jesus and me for each tomorrow, for every heartache and every sorrow. I know that I can depend upon my newfound friend, and so to the end, it's Jesus and me. Of his great love for me Forever I'll tell it On land and on sea I'll stay by his side Contented I'll be For all of my life It's Jesus and me and me for each tomorrow for every heartache and every sorrow I know that I can depend upon my newfound friend and so to the end it's Jesus and me That was good, wasn't it? I appreciate that. That was a blessing. I appreciate Brother David helping tonight. I, I appreciate him and just being able to be around him, and he's a blessing to me, and I, I appreciate him very, very much. I, I enjoy, if you've been around him at all, he, he, uh, he's got a good outlook on life. I just like being around him. He's got a good sense of humor, and I, I appreciate him a lot. You want your $10 now? Right? Yeah, you can wait till after church. It'll be fine. <clears throat> Make your checks payable to Brian Dean Ministries. It'll be just fine. <clears throat> Take your Bibles, if you would, and find Psalm 103. Psalm 103, if you would. And I want to just point out a couple of things from the Word of God here. I was thinking about this passage this week. And David makes a statement several times. He says, bless the Lord, several times through this chapter. And I wanted to just take a few moments and uh, point out what David is blessing the Lord for. David is thankful to the Lord. He's blessing the Lord. He is praising and worshiping the Lord. And I think we, as you read this chapter, I won't read the whole chapter, but as you study Psalm 103 and you read it, <clears throat> David makes reference to about three different things 
that he blesses the Lord for. And I want to, I want to bring them to your attention tonight. If you would uh, stand to your feet and let's read Psalm 103. Let's read verse 1 and 2. And then we'll skip to the end of the chapter and we'll read verses 20, 21, and 22. So we'll read the first two verses and then the last three verses of Psalm 103. David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now look down at verse number 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye uh, his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, uh, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You may be seated, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, tonight we just want to bless your holy name. We just want to worship you. We just want to thank you and praise you for all that you have done. Thank you for the singing that we have heard, and thank you once again for this wonderful place that we can come and just fellowship with our friends and, and fellow believers, and we can just worship your name. And we pray that tonight that you would be pleased with our worship. We pray that tonight you would be pleased with everything that's said and done in this service. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. In his book entitled Folk Psalms of the Faith, Ray Stedman tells the story uh, that happened in the life of Harry Ironside. Many of you are familiar with Harry Ironside, wrote many uh, books, commentaries and things. And, uh, but he tells the story that something that took place in his life. And it seems that uh, Mr. Ironside was in a restaurant, it was a crowded restaurant. There's no more seats to be found. And of course he was sitting at, sitting at a booth that would probably seat three or four, sitting there by himself. And it didn't take long. Somebody came up and they asked if it'd be all right if they sat with Mr. Ironside. And he's, of course, very kind. He's sure, have a seat. And, and uh, Mr. Ironside received his food. And about that time, he bowed his head. And he was silent for a while. And, of course, we know he was praying and thanking the Lord for his food. And when he opened his eyes and he looked up, the guy sitting across from him was kind of looking at him real funny. And he said, Sir, uh, do you have a headache? And Mr. Ironside said, No, no, I don't have a headache. And he said, Well, is there... Uh, is there something wrong with your food? And he said, no, no, I, I was just simply thanking God for my food, as I always do, uh, before I pray. And the guy said, oh, I see you're one of those kind, aren't you? And uh, he said, and the gentleman went on to say, he said, well, I'll have you know that I don't have to thank anybody for my food. He said, I'll earn my money by the sweat of my brow, and when I get my food, I just dig right in. I don't thank anybody for what, for what I have. And he said, you know what I mean? And Mr. Ironside said, yep. I know exactly what you mean. My dog does that too. And, uh, but I think the point is well taken. Many of us, if we were honest, there are times in our lives that we too are ungrateful and we too are unthankful for all the things that God has done in our lives. I think about what the blind poet Milton said on one occasion. He said, he that is ungrateful <clears throat> has no guilt but one. All other crimes may pass for virtues in him. Still someone else has written these words. He said, The thief may have some streaks of honesty in him, the deadbeat spots of honor, the liar hours when he loves the truth, the libertine occasions when he has impulses to be pure. But there is nothing redemptive in the ingrate. Well, if you notice in these particular verses that we read, we notice that uh, in the first two verses and in the last three verses, Paul, or, or David continually says, bless the Lord. He is praising and he is worshiping the Lord. And I want us to notice, as I said a moment ago, I want us to notice about three things that David is blessing the Lord for and David is praising the Lord for. And we'll notice that these things that David is thankful for and these things that David is blessing the Lord for is based upon his God. 
and based upon the things that God has done in his life. Well, there's three things that I want to point out to you that David blesses the Lord for. Number one, I think we find it in the first verse, that David simply blesses the Lord for who God is. For who God is. And this speaks of his person. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, I hope there are times in your life where you just you set aside, maybe in your prayer time, where you just focus upon God. Focus upon who He is. Focus upon His name. Focus upon His nature. Focus upon His person and all that He is. And if you will concentrate on God and all that God is, you too will say, just like David, bless the Lord. You too, just like David, will find yourself worshiping God for who, simply who He is. I remember several months back when Lisa came to me, was on visitation night, it was Tuesday night when we had visitation on Tuesday, and it was about a uh, quarter after six, and Lisa come down here just before uh, visitation. She never comes down here a quarter after six. She's gone on visitation with me several times, but not at a quarter after six. She got here early, and she went into my office, and it was then when she told me that she was pregnant. And that was the first time, you know, I had no idea she'd went to the women's services or whatever and found out that she was pregnant. And we rejoiced and both cried and wept and hugged each other. And, uh, but I remember it was either that night or the next night that I was, it was late at night and I was laying on the couch and I was just thinking about all that was about to take place in my life. Now, little did I know what was going to take place in my life at the particular time. And I am learning every day more and more about being a dad and more and more about being a father. But I remember that particular night, <clears throat> I was just thinking about, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a father. And I was just thinking about all that. And like all of you that have children, I meet, I was already, and just no sooner than she told me, I'd already begun to worry. And I was, I was worried about everything. I was worried about the pregnancy. I was worried about the, the birthing process. I was worried about kindergarten. I was worried about elementary school. And I was worried about him being a teenager. I was worried about him going to college. How am I going to pay for college? I was worried about everything that was going to go on in his life. And I was just thinking in my heart, all the things that I wanted to do with him, and for, of course at the time I didn't know it was a him, but all the things that I wanted to do for that baby, and all the things that, ways that I wanted to help him, and all the ways that I wanted to bless him. I, there was a lot in my heart that I wanted to do. I wanted to protect him. There's things that I wanted to do. I wanted to teach him. I needed to, I want to teach him how to throw a curveball. Uh, you need to wait until he's a teenager. You don't want to do it too early now. You mess up his arm. I need to teach him how to throw a curveball. I need to teach him how to, uh, uh, how to shoot a jump shot. I need to teach him how to spit. You know, all the important things. Those are things I was thinking of that I wanted to teach this boy. And I just uh, all the goodness, all the things that were in my heart that I wanted to do for this little baby that I had never even met yet. And as I lay there on the couch and I was thinking about that, thinking about being a father and all the things that I wanted to do and wanted to be as a father, and it just hit me. As I was thinking about my relationship, me being a father, I thought, you know, I have a father. I have a father in West Virginia, but I have a heavenly father. And I began to think about it, and it just took on a whole new meaning to me about God being my heavenly father. I was thinking about all the goodness that is in my heart, is all the goodness that I could possibly well up in my heart, that I wanted to impart to my child my goodness can't even begin to compare to the goodness of our Heavenly Father and what He wants to do for us, in us, and through us. But David, we see David here thanking God simply for who He is. I hope you worship God for who He is. 
and think about what He has done. And just not necessarily for what He does for you and the blessings and those things are important and great, but just for who He is. I took a class not too long ago and, and I'm all the time trying to learn ways and trying to better my, my personal prayer time. And I hope you do the same thing. I listen to other people talk about how they pray and what they do when they pray. I'm all the time looking for ways to make my personal prayer time more effective, more beneficial, and more pleasurable to me and to my Heavenly Father. And he was talking, is Dr. Lilly, and some of you may even know Dr. Lilly. He works up at BIMI. He's head over there, um, I forget what department he's some, I forget what department he's over. But he, he was teaching a particular class, and he, we were talking about this. And he was talking about his personal prayer time. And he said, this is how he prays. And, and you've probably heard this. He said, have you heard the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, to pray? Pray by the, the acronym ACTS. Each letter represents something. The A represents adoration. And adoration is the time when you first go into the presence of the Lord, you should simply adore Him. You should simply worship Him for who He is. And I'll come back to that in a moment. But he, for A stands for adoration. C stands for confession. This is the time after he adored the Lord and after he worshipped the Lord simply for who God was, then he would confess his sins. He would go to the Lord and he would ask God to forgive him of any wrongdoing, any sin, sin of commission, omission, anything. He would try ask God to cleanse his heart. There was a time of confession. Then he would go to T. T stands for thanksgiving. Now this is the time where you thank God for all the things that he has done, all the blessings that God has bestowed upon your life. Uh, Thank God for your church, for your family, and for the blessings, all the things that's going on. He, he would thank God. And then he would go to S, and S stands for supplication. And that's when he would pray for all the prayer requests that he had. He'd pray for his family, he'd pray for his church, and whatever needs he had. But that was the way that he prayed, A-C-T-S. But he said during the adoration time of his prayer, when he, when he, his, his total purpose, the only thing he wanted to do was to simply to worship God for who he was. This is what he would do. He would start with, he would go to the alphabet and he would just start with, he would go every letter of the alphabet and he would as, uh, ascribe to God some kind of, uh, you know, something about God that has to do with every letter of the alphabet. For example, he would just start with A. He would worship God because God is able. He would worship God because God is almighty. He would worship God because God is the ancient of days. Then he would go to B. He would worship God because God is bountiful. He would worship God because of all of the blessings. He would especially worship God for the blood. He would worship God because God is blameless. He would go to see. He would worship God for the cross. He would worship God for Calvary. He would worship God for his care. Then he'd go to D. He would worship God because God is delightful. God is our deliverer. Then he'd go to E. Excellent is his name. He is our encourager. He'd go to F. He praised God for his uh, forgiveness, for his faithfulness, for his fellowship. G, he would worship God for his goodness. He would worship God for his grace. And he would go all the way through the alphabet just simply worshiping God, something to do with every letter of the alphabet. And I've, I've tried to do that, and I'll be honest with you, there's some letters where I really have to think long and hard to come up, but try to go through the alphabet and just simply worship God for who he is. And that's what David is doing here in this psalm. He says, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He would worship God simply for who God is, his person. But secondly, not only would he worship God for who he is, his person, but he would worship, he would say, bless the Lord for what God does. For what God does, and this speaks of his 
provision. His provision. Now, there are several things in verses 2 through around verse number 18 that, that David specifically mentions that he worships God for things that God has done for him, things that God has done in his life, provisions, things that God has provided in his life. I think of verse number 3. He points out the first thing. He, he, the, one of the provisions that God does, one of the things that God does for him is he saves us from our sins. Look at verse number 3. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Isn't that good? God forgives us of all our iniquities and uh, who healeth all thy diseases. Verse number 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. So verse 3, he forgives us. Verse 4, he redeems us. Look at verse number 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Don't you thank God for that? He's taken all my sins and he's cast them as far as the east is from the west. And that is a distance that is immeasurable. You cannot measure how far east is from west. And you know what? Now, think about this today. You know, if that was all that God ever did for me, if verse number three, if, all, if the only thing God ever did for me was verse number three, forgiven me of all my iniquities, if, if God's hand of blessing never touched my life again after that one act, I still could never praise him and worship him enough for what he has done, for forgiving me of all my iniquities. And he has done that, but the fact of the matter is, it doesn't end there. The blessings are new, the blessings are fresh, and it's continual every day. Every morning, the blessings are there. But David, he says, thank God he blesses the Lord because he saves us from our sins. But secondly, look at verse number 5. Not only does he save us, but verse number 5, David talks about how he satisfies us. Look at verse number 5. He says, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? Have you ever just stopped and thought about just all the good things that God's done for you? Just all the, maybe just the little things that God, that so many times we just overlook, we don't even think about. I just think, I think about just something as simple as water. And I know when was the last time you thanked God for water? Now, we know that two-thirds of the earth, surface of the earth is covered with water, but I, I read someplace, and I, was, I, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it said that only 3% of all that water, only 3% of it is fit to drink. And, I, uh, and half the world, as I read, and I, again, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but half the world, it said, has no access to pure drinking water. But of that 3% of pure drinking water, most of it's right here in the United States. And, and just, just one of the little things that God has blessed us with that we don't even think about. What about food? Now, that's something you probably thank God for recently. But do you know that two-thirds of the population of the world goes to bed hungry every night? A third of them actually are underfed, but a third are actually starving. And I read where 30 people, 30 people actually starve to death every minute. 30 people starve to death every minute, and yet we, maybe I should say me, complain about dirty dishes. We complain about dirty dishes. I, we ought to thank God for dirty dishes. And I know none of you women are going to say amen to that. But we ought to thank God for dirty dishes. I like how one poet put it. He said, thank God for dirty dishes. They have a tale to tell. While others may go hungry, we've eaten very well. With home, health, and happiness, I shouldn't want to fuss. By the stack of evidence, God's been very good to us. And David, David just thanking God for all the little things that, that God has. And we could go on and on. You think about the air. I'm glad I don't have to pay, pay for the air that I breathe. And, and I'm glad that I don't have to uh, pay admission to watch a sunset. 
I don't have to pay to be able to smell a rose or hear a bird singer. And we, we could go on and on and on. All the good things that God does in our life. You ever think about all those things? And, and David, says, David says, he satisfies thy mouth with good things. In fact, if you ever thought about what, what kind of shape, what kind of mess would we be in if God ever went on strike? Have you ever thought about that? What if God ever went on strike and it just all of a sudden he decided... No more. I'm not giving those good things. I'm not going to satisfy them anymore with all of these good things. I'm going on strike. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I want you to listen to this. How good it is that God above has never gone on strike. Because he was not treated fair in things he didn't like. If only once he'd given up and said, That's it, I'm through. I've had enough of those on earth, so this is what I'll do. I'll give orders to the sun, turn off your heat supply. And to the moon, give no more light and run the ocean dry. Then just to make things really tough and to put the pressure on, turn off the vital oxygen till every breath is gone. You know he would be justified if fairness was the game, for no one has been more abused and met with more disdain. And yet he carries on supplying you and me with all the favors of his grace and everything for free. Men say they want a better deal and so on strike they go. But what a deal we've given God to whom all things we owe. We don't care whom we hurt to gain the things we like, but what a mess we'd all be in if God should go on strike. David simply, he thanks God. He is saying, bless the Lord because God has saved me. He blesses the Lord because God has satisfied me with good things. But there's something else that David mentions here. Something else that he praises and thanks God for. Something that God provides for him. We see in verse number 8 that God not only saves us and satisfies us, but he surrounds us with his mercy. Look at verse number 8. Verse number 8, so the Bible says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Look at verse number 11. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. And then verse number 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. I like verse number 11 though. For as the, uh, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. In other words, as great as the heavens are, as expansive as they are, God's mercy is far beyond that and far greater than all of the heavens put together. I was reading something interesting the other day. I read something about an, a particular a telescope that they sent up into orbit, and they sent this particular telescope up to view three different things. The first thing that this telescope was supposed to view was a particular dwarf star. Now, this dwarf star was 200 light years away that this telescope was supposed to view, 200 light years away. Well, you know that a light year is the distance that uh, light travels in a year's time. Now we know that light travels 186,000 miles a second, and if you do the math, you average out over a whole year, 5.9 trillion miles. So this dwarf star was 200 light years away. That means that it was 1,180,000 uh, or uh, 1,180 trillion miles away. Now that's that's pretty far away, isn't it? But the second thing that this particular telescope was supposed to view was two halo stars that weren't 200 light years away. They were 3,000 light years away. If you do the math, that's 17,700 trillion miles away. 
Now that's a fur piece. But that's not all. The third thing that this particular telescope was to view was a galaxy that is 50 million light years away. Now I tried to add this up, and I'll be honest, I ran out of fingers and toes, but did the best I could. If my math is right, if you want to figure out how far that is, you multiply it out, it's 295 comma then 18 zeros. That's how many miles away this thing, uh, this particular galaxy is. But here's the point, here's why I shared all this with you. You can start here on the planet Earth, you can go up beyond the clouds, beyond the furthest star, the remotest planet, the remotest galaxy, and God's mercy is far beyond that. Far, far beyond that. You know, I hear people say all the time, that's not fair. Especially kids. You hear kids say, Mom's dad, I guess I'll get that pretty soon. That's not fair. That's not fair. And people say, I want my rights. I demand my rights. But I don't know about you. When it comes to my relationship with God, I don't want what's fair. I don't want what I justly deserve. I don't want God's justice. I don't want what I rightfully deserve. I want God's mercy. I need God's mercy. I thank God for his mercy. And that's what David is talking about here. He is blessing the Lord because he has saved us. He has satisfied us and he has surrounded us with his mercy. And David is thanking God for these things, for who God is, his person, for what God does, his provision. But thirdly and finally, he thanks God and he is worshiping. He blesses the Lord for where God dwells. This speaks of his power. Look at verse number 19. Verse number 19 says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. I thank God for where he dwells tonight. I thank God for where he is, because you know where he is? He's seated on his throne. He is in complete control of everything that's going on on this entire planet, in all the galaxies. He is in total control. And that tells me he's not in control of all of those things, and that's great, but he's in control of my life. And he is in control of your life. No matter what you're going through tonight, no matter what you're facing this week, God is on the throne. His kingdom rules over all. He is in complete control. Now, I find it interesting. When I study, when you read the book of Revelation, particularly verses, or chapter 4 and 5 of the book of Revelation, in those two chapters, if you'll read them, and some of the Sunday school classes have been through Revelation, in those two chapters alone, John makes reference 17 times to the throne of God. 17 times. Now, you've got to keep in mind, when John is writing this, he's in exile on the Isle of Patmos. The world is a very shaky place. It's shaky politically. It's shaky economically. Everything's going wrong. And yet God, in the midst of all of this upheaval, and in the midst of all the trouble and the trials and everything that's going on in his world, God gives him a vision, and the vision is the Lord sitting upon his throne. It's kind of like God was saying, John, you don't have to worry about all the things that's going on. I see, I know what's going on all around you. I see what's going on, but John, I'm on my throne. John, I'm in control. John, I see what's going on, but I am still in charge. Now, you know, there's times in all of our lives, and we have to be honest, there's times where we, we, can't, we almost think, wow, what in the world is going on here? Who prescribe this and what in the world's going on but we can rest assured and David thanks God that God is in control verse 19 says his kingdom rules over all over all everything that we're facing his kingdom rules over all 
So three things that we see that David is blessing the Lord for. He is worshiping the Lord for. Number one, for who God is, his person. For what God does, his provision. And then where God dwells, his power. What a mighty God we serve. Praise his holy name. Take your sheet, if you would, your prayer sheet. And we want to go to the Lord in prayer and we want to pray for our missionary, our church of the week. And we got several people in the hospital we want to pray for. And then I had several requests given to me as well we want to mention. But our missionary of the week is Andy and Diane Ramsey. They're, of course, most of you know them, serving in Costa Rica with BIMI. I want to remember to pray for the Ramseys. Andy and Diane, pray for them. And then the church of the week is Sequoia Baptist Tabernacle. Of course, uh, probably all of you know uh, Pastor David Stansel, a dear friend. I love him. I appreciate him. And uh, we'll pray for his church. We're praying for his church this week. So pray for Brother David and his church there, Sequoia Baptist Tabernacle. Then the hospital list. We've got several people in the hospital this week. Kenneth Long. Of course, he's been in the hospital for several days. In fact, several, almost two weeks, I think. But pray for Kenneth Long. And then in Memorial, Dora Revels. She, I think she might be able to go home tomorrow. The next day, at least she felt she might be able to. Uh, Delcy Hall. Uh, Joe Keith, in fact, I went to see Mr. Keith today, but he was asleep. I didn't get to talk to him. He was asleep. Uh, and then Frank Pearson. Now, Frank is going to have to have uh, bypass surgery, I th they think, tomorrow around 3, maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So let's pray for all of these. And then just before church, uh, Jeff McKinney, some of you know him. He's in a Couples for Christ class. He's telling me about his 2-year-old son, Jordan has an infection in the ear, and it's on its way to the eye. And if it doesn't clear up in the next two days, they're going to have to put him in the hospital and take care of it, or else it will affect his eyesight. So he was really concerned about that. His name is Jordan McKinney, so you might write his name down. Pray for him, especially the next couple of days. And then um, somebody was sharing with me about Edgar Plemons. Was it his son or son-in-law? Son. Edgar Plemons' son fell off the ladder uh, today or in the last several days anyway, and so we want to... Uh, Pray for him as well. And then David Knight was sharing with me just a little bit ago. He is going to the hospital Monday, and he's got, he is going to have the balloon surgery done on the uh, bottom part of his heart and what we've been praying for. So pray for Brother David, and, and let's remember him, especially on Monday and the days leading up to that. And I'd wonder, just before we go to the Lord in prayer, does anybody have any requests you'd like the church to remember and church to pray for, if anything you'd like to mention? Yes. Hazel Lincas, all right. Yes. Okay. Special unspoken, Jan Ammons. Anybody else on this side over here? Yes. Okay. Remember loss in the family. Anybody else on this side over here have a request you'd like the church to pray for? Okay, how about down the middle? Anybody have any requests you'd like the church to remember? Yeah, Brother Arlen? Pray for Myrna. We are. Continue to pray for Myrna. Okay. How about on the uh, my right-hand side? Anybody over here have any special requests? Yeah, Brother Sam. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, Kenneth King. Just remember this request, Brother Bob. Tom Eller's in the hospital? I didn't know that. I just remember this request. Okay. Just remember this request. Anyone else? Yes. Okay. Remember this. Anyone else before we go to Lord and Prayer? Anybody have any requests? Something? Yes, Brother Lamar. Juanita? Yes, remember Juanita. 
continue to keep her in your in your prayers. Anyone else? Okay, Carolyn Leger. Let's remember her. All right, I'll ask all who can and will, if you just want to find you a place to pray, you might want to come down here to the front. We want to remember our missionary of the week, our church of the week. And, of course, remember uh, Sister Sherry, her mother, Wilma Green, and all of the family there is there at the bedside, and so we want to remember them. Let's remember these things. Andy and Diane Ramsey, as well as Sequoia Baptist Tabernacle, David, Brother David Stancil. Buddy Woody, if you don't mind, would you lead us in prayer and then I will close. God that loves us the way that you do in a way that we can't even begin to comprehend and, and thank you for how you have demonstrated your love for sending your son to die upon the cross and making salvation possible for us and we do praise you tonight and fathers we come before you we have needs and requests upon our heart and Lord we want to remember our missionaries particularly we want to pray for Andy and Diane Lord we pray that you would just bless them and I pray that you would just renew their fervor, renew their zeal for what you've called them to do. And Lord, I pray that you would just give them a vision for what you can do in and through them and in the ministry there at Costa Rica. Lord, I pray that you would just use them mightily, use them greatly there and demonstrate yourself through them in that ministry. Lord, thank you for them and for their sacrifice. And Lord, we want to remember our brother David Stancil. Thank you for him and his years that he served here and how he has endeared himself to so many of us and we do praise you for him we lift up to you his church there in Hickson Sequoia Baptist Tabernacle we just lift up to you that ministry and whatever needs there may be Lord we don't know what they are but Lord I pray that you would just use him and that ministry I pray that many souls will come to know the Lord and Savior through that ministry and and Christians would grow and mature and reproduce themselves in that ministry and Lord I pray you just meet all of their needs there and Lord we thank of those that are in the hospital from our church family Lord we Lord we pray that you would just meet every need and Lord you know the needs and you know what needs to be done and Lord I pray for each family Lord I pray that you would just strengthen them and and uh, supply what they need every every need and Lord, we especially want to pray for our pastor and his family sister Sherry and the green family during this difficult difficult time <clears throat> father I pray that you're grace would be abundant to them even at this moment and Lord we do thank you that uh, Miss Green she is saved and we thank you that heaven is her home and thank you that soon she'll be with you in glory but Lord that for the family Lord I pray that you would just be all that they need and Lord we pray for Brother David as his 
facing surgery on Monday, and, and Jordan McKinney with this infection. Lord, we pray that you'll just touch there as well as Edgar Plemons' son. I pray they'll just meet the need there as well. Lord, all these things we lift up to you and ask you to take care of them according to your will. Again, we do thank you for this place. Thank you for our church, for what you're doing here, and for how your spirit ministers to our souls, ministers to our hearts. And, and Lord, I pray you'll just continue to do so. May we look to you, may we trust you and depend upon you to do the work in this place. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you be much in prayer this week, especially as we've been mentioned uh, for Sister Sherry. Pray for them this week. And uh, pray for the services upcoming on Sunday. Pray for a good Lord's Day. And let's expect good things to happen. You are dismissed. Shake hands and fellowship as you go. And uh, we'll see you at 945 sharp Sunday school. God bless you.